0: My name is Abigail Kipke, and you're listening to the Transformation of America podcast, a place where we discuss hot topics related to the U.S. from the 1960s to the 1980s. Today, we will be talking about Hello, Dolly! The Musical and its significance in the 1960s. Today we have Brian Finnerty with us, the director and choreographer of Hello Dolly at the Player Center of Performing Arts. Hello, Brian.
1: Hello, Abby.
0: What is Hello Dolly to you?
1: <clears throat> well, it starts off with it being a very classic, fun, comedic, musical. There's a lot of heart to it, um, but for the most part, I think that people are looking for too much, like what's super important with the show, It's all about with the show, but it's, it's just a good time. Um, And with these other questions in the future, I think we'll get to more of that (laughs) deeper stuff.
0: Can you explain exactly what Hello, Dolly! is about?
1: Yes. It is the comedic escapades of matchmaker, 18th century matchmaker, um, Dolly Gallagher Levi. Um, She kind of sticks her nose into everybody's business. Um, However, she's still very well respected. Um... She has her search for love, but in the meantime, seems to commingle almost everybody else in the town.
0: Can you explain who the main characters are and what kind of happens to them? Sure.
1: Um, so obviously, Dolly Levi is our leading lady, um, opposite Horace Vanderdollar, who is the owner of a hay and feed store. He's a very grumpy, old, bitter, angry man, <laughs> um, and she wants his money and eventually his love. Um, There's also Cornelius Hackle and Irene Malloy. Irene is the hat shop owner. Um, Cornelius works with Horace at the hay and feed store, along with Barnaby. Um, they're both his employees, and they're both kind of wacky and not the brightest sometimes, but they have big hearts. Um, working with Irene is Minnie Faye, um, they both work at the hat shop. She's younger and a little bit more innocent than Irene. Irene has been through it, she's a widow, um, and eventually, I mean, as you can probably assume, they all fall in love, and happily ever after, <laughs> curtain down.
0: Do you think Hello Dolly is a light and airy musical?
1: I do. Um, I think that there are very important pieces of the plot that obviously replicate life and women's women's empowerment and sexism and all that good stuff. Um, But I do think that it's just a a fun show when it comes down to it. And if you read too deep into all that, it'll become not that fun comedy that it needs to be. It'll just kind of, I feel like, It has to have this vaudevillian um, farcical feel to the entire plot. That way, those moments with her and Ephraim and those moments where love kindles mean more. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you think Hello, Dolly! was written with a purpose?
1: I I mean, I think every show is written with a purpose.
0: What do you think the purpose
1: was? The purpose for Hello, Dolly! It was written in the 1960s. Um, We all know what was happening at that time um, with women and taking power and being heard. Um, The same thing kind of is happening, this is in the 1890s. Yes,
0: 1890s, during Um, the Gilded Age.
1: Correct, and during the women's suffrage and all of that. Um, So I definitely think that those kind of blend together. Um, Can you repeat the question one more time, Abby?
0: Do you think Hello, Dolly! was written with a purpose?
1: Yes, okay, yes. So, I mean, the purpose is that. And the purpose, I think, is that love can really triumph a lot of things and it can change people for the better. And, but yes, what's the next question?
0: Um, do you think of... Hello, Dolly! is significant to the 1960s?
1: I do. I definitely do. Like I just said, those those same themes are there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can take it back to a little bit more of a doo doo do music man, Iowa Severn type of time. Um, but, those, but those same themes are there. I mean, women's rights to vote. That like, took 100, almost 100 years to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yes, the women could vote, but women didn't have other rights in the 60s, you know, I'm, they still don't today, but especially that it was really, really horrible, hence the liberation, hence all of that stuff so, yes
0: <laughs> Do you think Hello Dolly has any sexist ideas in it?
1: I do um, especially, I mean there's the song It Takes a Woman, which is all about how women are supposed to clean, and they're supposed to be pretty, and they're supposed to be patterned and pink and they're supposed to be sweet, and do all this stuff for me and wash my feet and clean my house and make me dinner however I do think that any of the sexism in the show gets trumped like immediately like mm-hmm. right off the bat um, it starts off with that feel but then here comes Dolly here comes Irene here comes Minnie all the women are clearly brighter and more with it than the men in the show mm-hmm. the women also have more money than the men in the show um, except for Dolly and Horace but like Irene and Minnie like... and they're just they're just more put together Um, I think that this is really a story of women empowerment. Um, I think that those sexist things are there in the beginning for a purpose, that way they can be contrasted and pushed aside to show that women empowerment is a thing and that women are powerful.
0: (laughs) Do you think Hello Dolly was written as a response to the women's liberation movement?
1: I think that, I I mean, when you look at any show really, when it's written, there's often something that reflects something in the past. or what's happening now, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that that had something to do with it. I, I can't imagine, like, somebody not being, like, inspired by the things happening around them to write something that they're writing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: Because this musical was played in a Vietnam War zone, mm-hmm. some people see it as more of, like, an escape goat rather than something to help the women's liberation movement. They see it more as a showing women how life should be and that they shouldn't fight for these rights anymore. Would you agree with that statement?
1: Can you repeat that one more time? I was just distracted.
0: <laughs> Some people say that um, Hello Dolly is written more as an escape goat rather than to help the women's liberation movement, that it is to show women how they're supposed to enjoy life, needing a husband and all of that since they'd all do end up with husbands at yeah. the end of the musical. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's more of that, or do you think it helps with women's rights?
1: I think that, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. There's, there's two sides to every story. Um, I can certainly see that, and that completely makes sense to me. Um, however, especially with Dolly and Horace, she's still calling the shots by the end of all of that, too. Um, it's not like a, i'm now that i 'm married i 'm going to become that woman that he sings about and it takes a woman so I do think that that is very interesting though that's a very interesting side um, however, as a director it's at least been a lot more pleasurable to look at it from the other side um, to where we can build these women up because I would hate for it to be played in that like I just want a husband, I need that to succeed and be happy as a woman mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I don't know. I have to think about that. I just... I really... I really think that there is a lot of empowerment and all of that stuff to play with. Um, Even though... Some people are really terrible. And do terrible things. Um, But yeah, I mean... I can certainly see both sides of that. And that will definitely be something interesting to delve into as we go forward with this. We have two weeks!
0: Is there anything else you would like
1: the listeners to hear about Hello Dolly? Um uh, It's fun. I, I've said that multiple times, but it's a really good time. We have an extremely talented cast. Um lots of dancers, singers, triple threats, just a really incredible hardworking group of people. Um, we play at the Players Center for Performing Arts, December 4th through 22nd, 7.32 o'clock. Tickets range from $29 to $34. And student
0: tickets are 14 That's
1: right! Student tickets are 14 That's like three Happy Meals. Um, but no, this has been a wonderful experience. There's a lot more to it than happiness and fun and love and silliness. But those are the moments that make the greater moments mean so much more.
0: Right.
1: It only takes a moment, Abby.
0: Thank you, Brian. <laughs> For those of you just joining in, my name is Abigail Kipke, and you're listening to the Transformation of America podcast, a place where we discuss hot topics related to the U.S. from the 1960s to the 1980s. Now that Brian Finnerty has provided us with some background information on Hello Dolly, let us dive into how the musical fits into the 1960s. Hello Dolly was written in the year 1964. The 60s was a time filled with many different activist groups fighting for change. Some examples are the Black Panthers, the gay rights movement, and most importantly, the women's liberation movement. I believe that Hello Dolly was written as a response to the rising tensions between these groups and those that opposed them. As Brian said earlier in the interview, Hello Dolly is a light and airy musical that I believe was meant to be an escape goat for the people from what was going on around them. Hello, Dolly! has strong ties to the women staying in the private sector rather than coming out and being a part of the public sector. The women's liberation movement in the 1960s was pushing back against traditional gender roles that were instilled in most Americans at a young age. This movement was pushing against gender theory in society. Women like Gerda Lerner were pushing to have women's history studied because as Lerner says, to be without history is to be trapped in a present where oppressive social relations appear natural, and inevitable. With this in mind, Hello Dolly was used to distract the people from statements like learners that pushed against the status quo. In the song, It Takes a Woman, Horace VanderGelder sings about how the woman's place is in the home. Here is a brief clip of It Takes a Woman, sung by Horace VanderGelder. Irene Malloy sings about how she will wear ribbons down her back in the hope that she will catch a man's eye and that he will want to marry her. Here is a small clip of Ribbons Down My Back, sung by Irene Malloy. For those of you just joining in, my name is Abigail Kipke, and you're listening to Transformation of America podcast, a place where we discuss hot topics related to the US from the 1960s to the 1980s. Now that we've talked about how Hello, Dolly fits in the 1960s, we will talk about how the public reacted to Hello, Dolly. The public's reaction of Hello, Dolly is all the composer and author could have asked for. Hello, Dolly was a roaring success. According to the New York Times, even the Queen of England came to see Hello, Dolly! at a benefit for the Historical Church's preservation trust that raised $16,800. The general public raved for Hello, Dolly! The musical was even performed in a Vietnam War zone. The Vietnam soldiers watched Hello, Dolly!'s cast perform the production in an airplane hangar. According to the New York Times, the soldiers cheered loudly for the stars, Dolly and Horace, but even louder for the dancing girls. If Hello Dolly was created as an escape goat, as I earlier said, I believe it is doing its job. Hello Dolly was a crowd favorite having one of the longest runs on record. I believe that Hello Dolly was so successful during the 1960s because of its feel-good message. Hello Dolly has a way of making the audience leave feeling better than they did when they sat down. Irene stands for the idea that a woman needs a man to be happy in life, that she is not complete without one, and that a woman's place in society is with her husband. The women's liberation movement of the 1960s was pushing for almost the opposite. They believed that women should be able to depend on themselves. The women's liberation movement of the 1960s, specifically 1963, was fighting for equal pay, job ads that were gender non specific, and the creation of Title IX. In Hello Dolly, the characters all have gender conforming jobs. For example, Irene Malloy is the owner of a hat shop, Horace Vandergelder owns a feed store, and Dolly Levi is a matchmaker. There were few female storekeepers in 1830, and even after 1830, women who were storekeepers mostly owned businesses that served only to women. In Hello, Dolly, Act 1, Scene 2, Dolly Levi has a conversation with Horace VanderGelder about his soon-to-be fiance, Irene Malloy. Miss Levi gives both congratulations and her deepest sympathies to Horace because of rumors about Irene that she is a wicked woman who killed her husband. This comment has Horace nervous for the engagement and willing to second-guess it when Dolly gives him a second choice in a woman. On the other side, there was a bomb scare, according to the New York Times at one of the performances of Hello, Dolly! I'm not sure whether this is a response from the women's liberation movement or any movement, or if it was just one of the -the run-of-the-mill bomb scares that was happening at this time because they were very frequent. Dolly Levi is playing on the gender roles of the 1890s that women without husbands, including widows, may have something wrong with them. Just to recap, now that we are nearing the end of this episode of Transformation of America podcast, we have had the pleasure of talking about what Hello Dolly is about with Brian Finnerty, how Hello Dolly fits into the 1960s, and how the public reacted to the musical. You should all come see Hello Dolly, directed by Brian Finnerty. Student tickets are only $14 at the Players Center of Performing Arts from December 4th to December 22nd.